0: Enough is an internal process, meaning it comes from within yourself. And if you haven't defined what enough is for you, you will forever be unconsciously chasing more and feeling unfulfilled or behind, no matter how much you accomplish. Welcome to Messy and Magnificent, the place driven women come to elevate their career, health, and relationships. In here, we increase your productivity by replacing always being busy with the space to breathe, hear your own wisdom, and be part of a sisterhood that has your back. My name is Carly Fain, and together we're going to make sure that you have a doable plan and the roots to rise. Well, Welcome back to Messy and Magnificent. It is your gal, Carly. And maybe if you've tuned in this month, you have met our incredibly special co-host for the month of August, Anitza Martins. Welcome back to Messy and Magnificent, Anitza. Hi,
1: Carly. How are you
0: today? I'm doing really well. I am so glad that you are here helping us walk our talk. So Anita is our ambassador of buzz. And if you haven't heard a little bit about her background and what we're doing this month of August and why it's so special, go back and listen to episode 91, even just the intro there, where we explain what we're doing and why we're going on a little bit of a podcast vacation in order to bring you some really rich new episodes Anita, you're helping us make sure that we continue to do well as a podcast as we near our 100th episode here without pushing ourselves into the ground, without sacrificing our sanity. And I, I can't thank you enough for being so creative in the way that you help bring this show together so that we can show up for other people and include ourselves in the conversation of who we're showing up for. So thanks for showing up with me today.
1: Thank you for having me. And even more, thank you for leading by example, because I don't know if I would have the courage to bring these ideas to the table unless you provided that space and led by example in everything that you do. So I am so lucky to be here and so excited to be sharing these episodes with you. So today I chose episode 28, Never Enough, How Driven Women Finally Have Lasting Fulfillment. Carly, do you remember this episode? Yes, of
0: course. And I'm so curious because this is going back. I mean, we're going back over a year. This is in the archives here. Why this one? How come this one stood out to you?
1: So I had about five hold the phone. Oh my goodness, who is in my head right now? Moments listening to this episode. I was like, "The, the world needs to hear this episode again. The world doesn't appreciate this episode enough, especially around, and I gasped out loud, when you said the words, someone asked you at one point, one of your clients asked you, I want to feel like myself, but I don't know what that feels like. And oh my goodness, did my heart just leap out of my chest? Because at 25 right now, I feel so lost in who I am. And this is me being a little vulnerable, which is pat on the back for stuff, because I don't do that enough. But, um, I've been trying to find myself. I've been trying to be like, okay, what are the things that make me me? What is it that makes me special? What is that thing? And I don't know what that feels like. I keep trying Mm -hmm. to recreate it. I keep trying to recreate the old version of myself because I think that's what I'm supposed to be doing. And I don't even know what it feels like. So the fact that you verbalized what I was feeling just has me shook to my core. And I just thought the world needed to hit steps over again.
0: Oh, I am, I am so moved by you, as always. Anitza has this really powerful way of being so candid and authentic. And when you talk, Anitza, it's always your unique story and experience, and yet it's deeply relatable. It's like, oh gosh, I know that feeling. And I can't tell you how many women I work with who are in their 30s, their 40s, their 50s. I mean, their 60s, their 70s, who are asking themselves the same things of like, who am I? What do I want? I don't think that we've gotten a lot of space culturally to do that. And so there can be this low grade sense of of being lost. And I just want to challenge that whole notion that just because we feel lost doesn't mean we actually are, right? And that these types of conversations that you and I are getting to have right here on the podcast are all little invitations to just check back in with ourselves about what feels true and what feels good in this moment. And so, I'll be really curious for everybody who's who's listening in to this episode, what stands out for you? What's one moment like Anita's referring to that bubbles up. Maybe it's something you hear me share, but maybe it's something within your own voice, a thought you uniquely have, just like Anita modeled for us that you might share with us to keep this conversation going. Anita, how can people be in touch with you? if they want to send a quick voice memo for us to include in an upcoming episode about what they notice in this one.
1: Well, now that you've all got to hear my voice, I would love to hear y'all's voices. So please send me a voicemail, a voice memo or feel free to type your words to anitza, A-N-I-T-Z-A at everybodythrive.com. And I will be anxiously waiting at my computer to hear what you guys thought of this episode in any episode at any point in time. And trust me, any opportunity to connect with Anitza, I mean, she just gave you her email
0: address. (laughs) We have 20,000 listeners right now and they have your email address now, Anitza. Jump on it. It is a really special opportunity to connect with her. And just so you know, as before we dive into this episode, we are going to be back in the month of September. So next week, with an entirely brand new series all about boundaries. And you know that we love talking about boundaries here, but we have got new information, brand new guests, and new perspectives on what we've seen be proven to work with women as they reclaim their time and their energy and the areas that get sticky and tricky and what we can do about it. So I look forward to us getting to enjoy the rest of this month of August together, Anita. And coming back next month with everybody, we can't wait to hear what you notice in this episode. Why, hello there. It's Carly. Now, years ago, I was on tour through Europe with one of my A-list celebrities. So it was their tour. And my life was moving at such a fast pace to keep up with my clients. And I was getting so little sleep at the time that honestly, as I was trying to remember where the story that I'm about to share with you went down, I couldn't even tell you what country I was in. (laughs) But I can say somewhere between Germany and Switzerland, I got word that my first book, The Grocery Store Adventure Guide, was gonna be coming out soon. Now, at this point in my career... My business model was such that I would be contracted by one high-profile celebrity at a time, and I would be their live-in health and life coach. I was with them on call for a very literal 24-7-hour situation. 3 a.m., when they needed something in the studio, I was there. I'm on the jet. I'm in the green room. I'm staying 15 minutes from wherever they are so that when they're ready to talk about their health and well-being and make sure that they can sustain this big career that they're living, I was ready, to. So that's the backstory for why when my cousin Alicia, who to this day is still one of my most favorite people on the planet, sent me this kind message on Facebook. She said, congratulations, cousin, you must be on top of the world. Now, that's what she said when she heard my book was coming out. And I remember receiving her kind words and immediately thinking, are you freaking kidding me? On top of the world, I haven't had a full night's sleep in months. And I don't know when I'm going to have a full night's sleep again. And the work is only about to ramp up because now that the book is out, in addition to my regular job here, tracing all over the country or the world as this live-in coach, I have to start marketing this book and getting it into stores. And I have to learn this whole process for being an author. And I'm saying all these things to myself. And then it hit me. I had every single thing that I had set out to accomplish about five years earlier. In fact, I had more than I had set out to accomplish. I was being paid six figures per client to travel the world with them. I had a safe, beautiful home, a loving partner. My friends and family were all healthy in this moment. So why the heck was I so stressed out? What in the world was I still chasing? Why was I still ferociously hungry, even though there was plenty on my plate? And why couldn't I just be content with everything I had already accomplished? Why did it feel like I never had enough or that I was never doing enough or that I personally was never enough? And that was the beginning of me starting to consciously explore these questions and figure out, is there actually a way to feel like we have enough? Is there a way to feel like we are enough? Is it possible to be both driven with goals and ambition and able to enjoy the present moment? And I share the story with you because it's not particularly original, though the circumstances are uniquely mine. We've all heard the story of, hey, I used to work on Wall Street, but I was unsatisfied, and so I left that and I started something else, right? We all hear these stories of reinvention, but how do we actually make that possible? What does it look like to finally feel or have or be enough? So, I posed something to you guys recently on my on my social feed. I said, you know, I've been getting a lot of great questions from people listening into the show and I'm loving the juicy, rich, meaningful conversations that you're you're bringing my way. And I thought rather than individually responding these to these online all the time, what if we did like a Dear Abby style episode where you could write in your questions and then I could answer them back live here, which is something that I do with the women in all of my group coaching programs like the Reclaiming Time Studio. They get to post questions in advance and I get to speak right to what's going on in their world. So that was my plan until this one particular woman asked such a juicy question that I knew I needed to dedicate an entire session to it. So shout out to Martina because Martina asked me this. She said, Carly, here's one question that still confounds me. Where does that feeling of never good enough come from? And how can we combat it once and for all? It seems to be the basis for all other insecurities. Martina, thank you so much. And I had somebody else, actually, a dear family friend. She's like an aunt to me recently. She asked me, Barbara, she said, Carly, how do you pick the topics for the episodes that you're going to do? How do you know which topics are the right ones for Messy and Magnificent? And there was two answers to that question. The first is that I always pick topics based on themes that I see coming up again and again and again for my clients or my audience. So when two or three or 10 women all ask me the same question in a short period of time, I know, oop, there's a subject. And this conversation around enough is a common topic All the time. And we're going to talk about why. And then the other reason I pick the episodes is that I expect what happens here to be like a balm, a balm as in B-A-L-M, as in you hear something that rings so true that you immediately feel more like yourself. And so that is my intention for today. We are going to talk about how you can finally both feel enough and like you're doing enough, just as you are. How it's possible to have what Kate Northrup calls P&P. That's presence and progress. And I love that, right? This idea that we can still be making progress, but be present to what is true right now. And you know me, I love me some practical ways to do things, right? What is simple gets done. (laughs) That's my motto. (laughs) What is simple gets done. So today I'm going to give you a very simple three-part way to be able to finally know what good enough looks like in your world. And when you have plenty of things on your plate, I'm going to help you clear off the clutter so that you actually have the time and energy to get to what you value, so that you know for certain by the end of this call that you are doing enough of what is important to you and you can begin to rest and enjoy the present moment. So we're going to cover the three steps to lasting fulfillment. And if that sounds like a big deal, it's because it is. Now, this episode is brought to you by the Reclaiming Time Studio. This is the group coaching program that you hear me mention sometimes that I run in these really cozy cohorts for driven women twice a year. So twice a year, we open the doors, and we are about to open the doors right now for a new class. And I want to give a shout out to the existing class of the women in the Reclaiming Time Studio. You guys have been Incredible to witness you coming home to yourselves. So the entire purpose of the Reclaiming Time studio is that we guide women from never being enough to finally having time and energy and clarity abundance. And watching the women within this group both return home to themselves and make deep meaningful relationships with women that they are going to keep in their own circle for years and years to come has been the most life-giving experience for me. So thank you for letting me be part of your group. And hey, If you are interested in being part of the new class, just a friendly heads up, I'll open the doors for about two weeks and it'll sell out really quickly because I do like to keep it cozy and intimate. So if you are interested in hearing more about the Reclaiming Time Studio, I'll put a link to it in the show notes and you can sign up to be one of the first people to know when the doors open or just head on over to carlyfane.com click reclaiming time studio button and you'll see all the details right there and you'll get to hear some of the experience and get more information about what actually goes down in this group so in terms of having enough or being enough, there is a foundational understanding that is really important. So I consider this the smog situation, right? The smog situation. And when I say that, here's what I mean. If you lived in a city where there was lots of smog, And you ate really good food and you took good care of yourself. And, you know, generally you lived a healthy enough lifestyle. But every day when you left your house and you went out into the world, you breathed in the smog that was in the air because that's just the air that's available to you. You might develop something like asthma, right? Or some type of breathing or respiratory condition. And you might go to the doctor and say, hey, having you know these breathing problems. And the doctor would say, ah, yes, there's a lot of smog in the air. Here's some things that you can do in order to take care of that. Right? So here are some tools or some techniques that you can use in order to breathe a little bit easier. But you're going to have to be mindful of how much you're out in the smog. So the doctor, of course, wouldn't judge you <laughs> for having these respiratory issues as a result of living in the smog. They would tell you, look, This is the state of affairs where you live. Here are some things you can do to breathe more fresh air and get your lungs what they need, but you're going to have to keep an eye on it, right? Because we're all dealing with the smog. When it comes to that feeling of never enough, the foundational understanding here, woman, is we are all living in the smog. And by the smog in this metaphorical example, I mean, we are living in a culture that has taught us from our youngest age that if you are a human woman on planet earth, you are not enough. And you will be enough when you get this new outfit, when you take this course, when you talk like this, when you don't say that, when you show up in this way and you don't show up in that way. You will be enough when you fit in this particular size or when your hair is this type of straight or this type of natural, right? You will be enough when you do this next thing we have been taught that our sense of enough is decided by external factors. And if we just read the right magazine or take the right class or look the right way or sound the right way, then we will finally be enough. And that has never been true. We are all breathing in the smog that tells us that we need to earn the right to be worthy enough to be in the conversation of being human. We have all been breathing in the smog. And this is why we can read plenty of self-help books and still not feel like enough. This is why we can take plenty of courses or go have a good dinner with a girlfriend that gets it, feel better for a few hours, and then eventually find ourselves feeling like we aren't doing enough or we aren't enough. It originates outside of you. And we know that these thoughts about not doing or being or having enough are not from you because you are the one hearing them. You hear those thoughts crop up. And you know how when somebody tells you a story, they fib to you or they tell you a straight out lie and you can feel it like a knot in your stomach or a tense feeling in your chest. You just know, like right now, I'm doing quarantine with my nephews who at any moment could run into this closet that I'm hiding in to record this episode. So just this morning, I asked Julian Juju if he had spilled juice on the floor. He looked me right in the eye and said no. And it was only me and him in the kitchen. It wasn't me. So I knew it was Julian and I could feel it in my gut, right? Like this this little peanut its telling me a story. He's He's spinning me a yarn here. And that's kind of a playful example. But when something's not true, we feel it physically. We feel it within our bodies, right? So when you're hearing a thought that's telling you that you need to do more or you're not doing a good enough job or you're not enough, you know how you immediately feel physically terrible? There's a visceral reaction to that thought. It is because it is not true. Just like when we have a reaction when somebody else tells us something that's not true, we often have a physical reaction when we hear something, even if we're hearing it within our own head, That's not true. So if you tell yourself the moment you finally get to sit down on the sofa, oh my gosh, you know what? I I should not be sitting here right now. I need to be doing X, Y, and Z. I need to finish those dishes or prep food for tonight, or I need to call so-and-so back. And it feels like a knot within your stomach. It is because it is not true. It is because the smog is blowing through your brain. There is so much vital information that comes from our body. Terry Tempest Williams, one of my favorite authors, says, My body is my compass. It does not lie. And that is particularly true of all people, but certainly of women. We can feel on a visceral level when something is or isn't true. So when you're getting that repulsed feeling in your body and you're trying to relax and something's telling you to do more and you have that terrible feeling, that anxiety or worry feeling, it's not because something's wrong with you. It's because your body is alerting you to something that is out of alignment with what you actually value. See, having enough or being enough or experiencing contentment, we will not find that externally in our world. Out there is the smog. Enough is an internal process, meaning it comes from within yourself. And if you haven't defined what enough is for you, you will forever be unconsciously chasing more and feeling unfulfilled or behind no matter how much you accomplish. Remember my example at the top where here I am living this rock star life? I mean, you would see me on episodes of MTV with my clients or on Netflix specials. I'm there in the background with my clients living the life that looks super duper glamorous inside, secretly miserable, exhausted, depleted. It was never enough because I hadn't gotten clear about what I valued. I was chasing this external, vague sense of success. I wouldn't have known success if I got there. In fact, I clearly didn't. I had achieved everything I set out to achieve in that career and still didn't realize that I was successful in it. Enough is not something that we achieve. Enough is who you are. You have always been enough. You were born enough. So our job here today is to clear off any smog that's mixing with your internal signals that's clogging your view of who you really are and what you value and this is also why you know for many of my clients your life can look really good on paper but they still don't feel like they have or are doing enough and it is not because of a lack of effort it is because of a lack of intention This episode is brought to you by The Boundary Academy. 15 years of coaching thousands of women has taught me that it doesn't matter how good our plans, our intentions are, our network, or even our access to external resources. If we don't have the boundaries we need to honor what we care about, we will always struggle with a lack of time or energy or money or downright satisfaction. You see... Women who have thriving, healthy careers and relationships know that boundaries aren't just something nice you get to later. There's something you practice gently now so that you have the later that you want. So you can get free access to the recording of the boundaries brunch we did right before the Boundary Academy opened. There's a link to it in the show notes, wherever you're listening, or head on over to carlyfane.com. And in this 45-minute class, you're going to learn the three mindsets that women with healthy boundaries already know and live into, plus lots of rich, candid conversation with thought leaders in the field of boundaries and women who are just getting started. There's nothing for sale in there. (laughs) just rich content you're not going to get anywhere else. Because that hunch you're meant to be doing something meaningful and enjoyable with your life and career, it's right. I hope you'll join me and women from around the world that are making having boundaries oh so doable. So if you're keeping planning a busy, you're working hard, but you still feel like what you're experiencing isn't really fulfilling, it will never be enough. If it's not what you value, it doesn't matter how much external praise we get. And we know this, you driven woman, people give you compliments all the time on what a great job you're doing. And that stuff doesn't hit home if it's not what you particularly care about. So let me give you an example of what this actually looked like for one of my clients. She was a woman in her late 30s that did marketing for nonprofit educational centers. So she helped things like schools and colleges and universities get the word out about what they were doing. And she really liked her job. She always believed deeply in the places that she worked for. They were teaching really good things. And she was really social by nature. So she loved that she got plenty of time at events to network, right? She could, be kind of talking it up with all these different people from similar organizations, but she always felt really drained by those experiences of having to network and be out in the world. And it was kind of perplexing for her because she knows that she's social But as we started to break it down, what was really going on in those conversations, she realized that she felt really uncomfortable at those social events because the entire time she was on edge, taking care of everybody else, making sure that they felt comfortable. So much so that it was more than just making sure that they had a drink in their hand or that they had plenty to eat or they knew where to put their coat she wanted to make sure that the conversations that they wanted to have were happening. So she would censor her words. She'd only pick certain topics to talk about, very light and easy, and she would barely speak at all. And by the end of each of those events or her general workday, she was so tired that she'd either grab takeout or just eat Doritos for dinner and veg out on the sofa. She was exhausted. And so at the end of her workday, when she had technically free time that she could be working on whatever she wanted for herself, you know, enjoying going for a walk or going to the gym or talking with her family on the other side of the country, she was too spent to do it. This cycle would just repeat again and again and again. So she works hard, but she was simultaneously tired and wired meaning she's exhausted by the end of the day. But when she would sit down on the sofa, she couldn't even enjoy it. Her mind was telling her all the things that she needed to be doing more of. So here's her job that she actually really liked. And she likes most of her coworkers and the places she worked for. But secretly, she never felt like she was making the progress that she wanted. She never felt like things were getting better. There was this status quo that she felt stuck in. So we're going to circle back to this example, and I'm going to tell you more about what happened for her when she went through the three steps that you and I are about to go over now. These are the three steps to lasting fulfillment. And I'm hearing that a lot of you are like me. You know that just thinking or talking about a subject is good, but the way we actually get results for something especially as big as lasting fulfillment, it happens when we take action. We can't just think about it. We actually have to do something about it. So with that in mind, I've created the Three Steps to Lasting Fulfillment Master Guide. It is over at carlyfane.com forward slash podcast, or I'll put a link to it also in the show notes. Just look for episode 28 and you can download it entirely for free and use it to guide you through what we're about to cover here. Step number one for women who have cultivated a sense of fulfillment in their days is they get clear about what they value. What do you really care about? Now, when I say what you value, I want to be really clear because we're going to notice this theme in today's conversation that we're coming back to a physical sensation within your body. What you value is not necessarily a mental construct, right? It's a sensation within your body. So let me take you through what I mean when I say that. So can you recall a time A day or a moment, it could have been at work or not, and it could have been recent or it could have been like 30 years ago, doesn't matter. But a day when you were just in the zone, where it was like, you know, the metaphorical sun was just shining down on you wherever you went. Things were going great. You were landing perfect parking spots, or you just felt like you were on top of your game or on top of the world. And I want you to drop in for a moment to what it felt like that day. What did it feel like to be in the zone in that moment physically within your body? What does it physically feel like when things are at their best or their most ideal? Now, part of why I love asking this question is every woman has different answers. There's some common answers that I see all the time and I'll share them with you, but every woman's got one that I didn't see coming that's totally unique to you. So take a moment to jot down three or maybe four of the physical sensations within your body that you feel when things are going great. So a lot of women tell me that they feel a sense of lightness, like buoyancy. They're not weighed down. Things feel lighter. Some women tell me they feel like warmth. Other women say it feels like their heart is opening. There's a sense of expansion. I had one woman say to me recently, ooh, I feel fluidity. I feel like I'm in the flow. I'd never heard fluidity before, and I loved that. Some women say I soften, or I feel present. I'm just in the moment. So I want to know from you, when you are feeling at your best, how does it physically feel in your body? Now, this really matters because there are so many actions we could take or not take that would help us have those feelings. So rather than locking down and narrowing our opportunities before us by saying, oh, I have to land this job at this company by this date or else I won't be fulfilled. We could say, hey, I'm looking for a job that helps me feel lightness or warmth or expansiveness or fluidity or presence or grounded or safe right? I am looking for a job that is in alignment with my values. Because at the end of the day, we won't care as much about the specific goal we have as we do about having the feelings. And if we just go for the external thing, the thing that looks good on paper, if it is not in alignment with the sensations that allow us to thrive, that give us life, it doesn't matter if we get it. We will be drained by it because it was never really yours. So let's go back to the example of of the woman that I was sharing earlier, my client. One of the values that she had was that she wanted to feel like herself. And what was interesting was she said, Carly, I'm kind of perplexed by this because I want to feel like myself. And also, I don't know what that even feels like. It has been so many years since I have felt like I could just speak freely that I don't even know what that looks like, but something in me says that's what it is. It says being able to speak up. And upon further reflection, she realized she wanted authenticity. Now, as a social person, she was getting plenty of socialization, but she wasn't getting authenticity. Because she wasn't allowing herself to go there. She wasn't speaking up and saying what she wanted. She was limiting what she could say and to who she could say it. And she was prioritizing taking care of the comfort of other people and their preferences over her preference. So it didn't matter that her job was great and she's getting plenty of social time. She felt secretly alone. She felt isolated. In my practice, we call that popular isolation because it is so common for driven women. The smog tells us we can't be ourselves, that if we are, bad things will happen. Now, if you heard our episode on patriarchy stress disorder, you can understand a little bit deeper about the mental impact of generations of women not being safe to speak up. And if you didn't hear that episode, and this whole idea of the smog is ringing true for you, I will put a link to it in the show notes. It was a game changer. We had Doctor Valerie Rain on the show, and she explained the epigenetics, the genetic coding that acts as smog that makes us scared to speak up. So if you're crazy more authenticity and deeper more meaningful connections this subject might really speak to you this patriarchy stress disorder So step one is getting clear about what you value. And that value is going to be a physical sensation within your body. And I want you to jot down, you can put down as many values as come up for you, but then kind of hone it down, prune it down a bit, circle the three, maybe four that just feel particularly life-giving to you. They just feel really important or deeply nourishing. Those are going to become your focal point. These are the sensations that when you have them will give you the energy, the life force, the chutzpah to get to everything else on your to-do list. So step one, getting clear about what you value or beginning the process of getting clear about what you value. Now, step two, we get a little down and dirty. And by that, I mean, you're going to have a good old fashioned brain dump. This one is important that you don't just do it in your head. You actually write it down on a piece of paper, or if you want to type it out, that's a okay too but you physically dump all of the things that you need to get to in your mental to-do list out on a piece of paper. All of it. The big stuff and the little stuff. The work stuff and the not work stuff. So this is going to look like, okay, I need to plan dinner. I need to throw in this load of laundry. I got to find that book I borrowed from so-and-so and mail it back. I need to send a birthday card to this person. I need to call that person back. I need to get this project done for work all of it. (laughs) It's all of it. So dump it all down on a piece of paper. Just get it out in front of you. And two cool things are going to happen when we do that. The first is that we're going to have a little bit more objectivity, right? Just getting it down on the piece of paper will give us driven people a more realistic sense of what we are expecting from ourselves during the day. Part of the smog is that it has convinced us high achievers that we need to tackle more than is reasonable. So if you are a high achieving woman who is used to doing a lot, I want to extend this possibility out to you. I want to extend the possibility that your barometer for what is an appropriate amount to get done in a day is skewed and that you are expecting more of yourself than is reasonable. And you know that that is true if... At the end of the day, you have been plenty busy and you still feel behind, or you have a knot in your stomach, or you feel chronically drained or tense, or you're having perplexing health symptoms, your body is acting up and acting out because what you are doing is not in alignment with your values right? So get it all out in a piece of paper and just notice what's there, right? You're just dumping it out. No judgment. We're not editing. We're not censoring. Set the clock for one, maybe two minutes tops and get it all down on a piece of paper. Your brain dump. This is your mental expectations of what you think you're going to get done or what you should, quote, should be getting done today. Now, step three, here's our third and final step. Women who have a recurring sense of fulfillment know that they start every day with what they value. You know how like there's certain projects maybe that you've been wanting to get to? Maybe you've been, you know, wanting to take your kid someplace special or you've been wanting to finally read that book that's been sitting on your shelf forever or you've been wanting to call one of your best girlfriends and you keep feeling bad because you don't get around to it. We all have that. Right? If we don't begin the day with what you value. See, we get so tired doing all the external things that we think we quote should be doing that by the end of the day, just like my client, you're eating the metaphorical Doritos or literally on the sofa, spent, legitimately exhausted because those activities did not necessarily energize you. When we do what we value, it is life giving. It allows us to have the energy to get to the other things and to complete them faster. So let's say you've got your whole brain dump out on the piece of paper. I want you to now circle the one thing that if you did it would help you feel at least one of the sensations that you value. Heck, maybe it helps you feel all of them, but it's a-okay if it only helps you feel one. So if you want to feel your values are lightness and feeling present and feeling a sense of expansiveness, you're going to look at your list for something that's going to give you the ability to feel light or present or expansive. And you are going to go do that thing first, maybe for only five or 10 minutes, right? I don't expect, it's not realistic to say, okay, if you love to dance, now you're just going to dance all day and you're not going to take care of your kids or you're not going to, you know, get to your work project. That's not real. Like, come on now, right? But what is real is that you could begin your day with 10 minutes of what gives you life. And what's really interesting about this is that the smog will show up and tell you that you can't get to it. And you will know that that is the smog and it is not true when it feels terrible within your body to tell yourself that you can't do the thing, right? So you're beginning to check in with your eternal compass. Doing what you value will give you the energy to get to everything else, get it done in less time and allow you to begin having more and more time for what you really care about. Now, I've been sitting with this question a lot. I've been asking myself in quarantine, I've had extra time to reflect on this. Like, what is the secret sauce that all of my clients have? Like, what is the thing that once we begin to work on it together allows them to really thrive in the big three, right? Big three being their career, their health, and their relationships. So they come in feeling like they're never enough, even though their life looks good to other people. And by the time we're done working together in the Reclaiming Time studio, they are alive and energized. They're like cranking work out like crazy. They're incredibly inspired. Like, what's happening there? And forgive what I'm about to say because there's a little salty language in it, but I've realized that they have begun to do these two things at the same time. They find a way to both care deeply and give less fucks. They care deeply and they give less fucks, meaning they begin to tend to what they care about, their values, and they stop doing the things that are not in alignment with those values, at least not doing them first. So they know what their values are, and then they give less time and energy to the things that aren't that. And what's really interesting is this process is very straightforward. It's pretty clear and simple. It doesn't necessarily mean that it's easy when there's a lot of smog Returning back to what you value becomes a thing that we must practice continually. Because remember, that smog's going to tell you to be doing more. It's going to tell you to go buy that dress or do this workout routine or take a professional training or do this new skincare system or read that book and then you'll be enough, right? So you must find a way to clear the air every single day because it's not going to be outside of yourself. Fulfillment in our modern world does not happen by accident. It is something that we intentionally create. It's within ourselves. Now, Glennon Doyle in her book, Untamed, which for the record, I get no money for saying this. I believe all human people need to go read Untamed immediately. (laughs) This book is like one of those books that I read incredibly slowly because I didn't want it to end. My highlighter I write in my books is like everywhere, all over the pages. There are notes all over the pages of this book. And Glennon Doyle talks about how her own untaming, her own ability to stop doing what everybody else told her she should and start feeling fulfilled came from locking herself in the closet for 10 minutes a day. So she would go in the closet where she could get away from the kids, the family, everything else for 10 minutes a day and just sit still, right? And she was learning how to meditate, which works great for some people, right? But regardless of of whether or not you meditate, the point here is that she wasn't going out in the world looking for something to fix this feeling of not being enough. She was going home, deep within her home, literally in the closet, so within the home, within a room, within a room, but also figuratively. She returned home to herself. See, having enough, it takes courage in a world that wants to be- you to believe that you're not enough. And I want you to ask this question, who is profiting from me feeling like I'm not enough? What company or person or people stands to gain from this belief that I am not enough? Because I will tell you, it's not you you are not gaining from that. You have always been enough. So finding a way to begin to see through the fog, it's not a one-time thing. I wish I could tell you, hey, do this process one time and you're going to be good to go. The real thing here, the truth that I can share with you is that right now, as women are rising and beginning to change the world, there's still smog in the air. And so this is the kind of thing we need to check in with on a regular basis. So your indicator that you are ready to check in about what you value and to create more of that in your experience is when you begin to feel chronically behind or overwhelmed or not enough. See, those are not signs that something's wrong with you. When you feel that knot in your stomach, the tightness in your shoulders, that headache again, that is your body saying, my dear, come back home to yourself. There's something more true here. There's something different that you need this takes courage. This is a practice we must return to. We must go deeper into it. It's not a quick fix, but it is a deep and lasting fix if we dare to tend to it. So here's what I want to know from you. What is one thing that you value? What is one physical sensation that you feel within your body when you are having a moment at its best? And what would it look like for you to live into that value today in one very small and doable way? Something that might just be the beginning of a process. What would it look like, for example, if you know that you want to move to a new town but you don't know where, well then maybe you spend 10 minutes googling towns that have some of the attributes you love. So it might not be a one-day fix, right? But it's something you're going to work on each day for 10 minutes and it will be. So tell me, I mean it, on social media, tag me, tell me what is one thing you value. I love learning more about who you are and what you care about. And if you have a question that I could speak to on an episode, you could inspire both me and all of the women tuning in. So please go to iTunes or wherever you listen in, post a comment or a question or tag me on social so that we can be in this conversation together. Remember, you thrive through nourishment, not punishment. Keep prioritizing what you value, including yourself. And I will see you again next week. Thank you for listening to the Messy and Magnificent podcast and being part of this dynamic, life-giving community of women. I consider each episode part of a lifelong conversation of you and me hanging out, sipping tea together, making sure that all women become richer, more nourished, and able to keep on rising. So I'll see you on the next episode next week. But in the meantime, don't forget to head over to carlyfane.com forward slash podcast to get the full show notes. And I've also got some extra special free resources for Driven Women over there that you won't find anywhere else.